Welcome to Epiphany Brooklyn's podcast. I am Brandon Watts, lead pastor here at Epiph. Thanks so much for tuning in. Our desire is to join Jesus in his mission to redeem our city. May God bless you as you listen and consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Grace and peace. Epiphany, Epiphany, Epiphany. It is Pastor Timmy checking in live from Epiphany Church. We are just so glad that you jumped on this call wherever you're at uh whether it's in your bed today whether it's in your living room whether you're you know watching this from your phone we just are very grateful that you are joining us in in fellowship today um it's always an honor it's always a pleasure to to just preach the word of god i do not take this lightly this church is serious about the word of god so i'm going to try to bring it today um i'm going to quickly jump right into it because I'm going to be working out of Galatians, and Galatians has to be my favorite book of the Bible. That, it just, it's just so good, so full of nutrients. And uh, theologian Tim Keller would say it like this, there's no other book of the Bible that's as conscious of the role of the gospel in the life and ministry of a Christian. There's no other book that talks about how important the gospel is to the center of the Christian's life. This book shows us not only simply do non-believers use this for salvation, but it's in the middle of the Christian life. I truly believe today that, that God has a special word for us in Galatians. I really do. So uh, let's, let's just dig into the word of God. Um, today I'll be preaching out of Galatians 6 verses 7 through nine, and the, word of the God, and the word of the Lord says, do not be deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh, from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. The title of today's sermon is called Growing Weary. Growing Weary. I don't know about you guys, but those two words resonate with me really deeply. I, I, for me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit weary just, just based off of the type of, of fellowship that we've been having. It's, it's been a year, one full year since we fellowshiped in person. I'm growing weary that I can't go to my, my favorite brunch, shop, brunch spots. That's, that's actually really crushed my soul. I'm just tired of wearing a mask. I'm tired of getting checked by a thermometer or a temperature check everywhere I go. I'm just getting getting tired of that. And and, and to be honest, I'm 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 growing weary spiritually. If if we can really be honest, we have somebody honest in the chat. If if we can just be super, super transparent, it's been really, really difficult. It's been really, really difficult. You know, you think about you know, just the, the, the culture that we live in right now, American culture, the divisiveness of the American culture, 
the way that our government is, is functioning. You think about, you know, this, this, this pandemic, the, 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 the numerous lives that are being lost on, on the consistent basis with this relenting disease, COVID-19. You think about the, the social justice aspect, how many people being affected, African-American communities, Latinx communities, Asian-American communities, and many more communities that are being affected by in, injustice social, um, just injustice social uh, laws and, and, and prejudices. And, and I'm not gonna lie, it's, it's, it's become a little bit weighty. It's become something that's, that's, that's just, just heavy, you know? And, 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 and if I could be honest, it's been something that, that, that I get tired of praying about the same thing over and over and over. I just get tired of it. I, I, that, that's just me. I don't know if I could be honest with you guys today. That's something that I'm getting tired of. And, and I'm, I'm tired of doing church like this. I, I am tired. I'm tired. I want to see people. I would love to be preaching in front of, you know, uh, the church body, but it's, it's not something that we can do. But we come across this text today. Paul writes to the church of Galatia and gives this encouraging word. And it's, it's kind of like an, an emergent warning. He says, let us not grow weary of doing good. So we have, we have two goals today. I really want to I really want to be faithful to the text. I want to want to dig into the decks and, and learn a little bit more about, you know, what, what Paul's trying to say. But but I really want to give some practical application because people are tired. I know you guys are tired. You know, if I'm tired, if I see my family that's tired, my close friends are tired, I know that you guys are tired. So we want to get some practical applications. So let's let's just dig into the text. Let 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 God deal with us today. Let me pray. Father God, huh, it's good that we, we have a, a father in you, that we have a dearest friend in you. It's good that we have a restorer in you, that we have a redeemer in you, that we have a healer in you. We have a fortress in you, Lord, a protector. God, and we need you today, oh Lord. We need you to meet us exactly where we are, we do not come put together. We do not come doing the best per packaged in the perfect way. We come broken, coming broken as broken vessels. And, and that's something that you do not despite, oh Lord. That's something that you love, oh Lord. We, so we come today with genu genuine hearts, oh Lord. We come into you in humility and we ask you to meet us in this text right here, oh Lord. We pray that you're, you're able to change a life today. Even if you change one life today, we honor you and we thank you, Lord. We love you. In your mighty name, we pray. Amen. Growing weary. Growing weary. Um, one thing that, that, that has not, you know, kind of fell short during this pandemic is, is the stock market. I don't know if you guys know anything about the stock market, but... Um, <laughs> It's, it's kind of been in a frenzy. Uh, I, I, I didn't know much about the stock market before this year, but you know, this, this past last year 
you know, while we were socially distancing and while we were quarantining, um, and while there was a lot of businesses, local businesses that were closing and shutting down, the stock market has actually been rising and rising and rising. You know, financial experts actually say that, that the 1% wealthiest people in America has actually, has actually, their wealth, the wealth gap during the pandemic has increased by 44%. That is one point three trillion dollars, not million, not billion, but trillion dollars, 1.3 trillion dollars. And it's just, people are, are, are just making money on the stock market. I got a lot of my friends that, that tell me like, you know, that, that are doing well, that are, you know, making money. They were like, yo, Timmy, it's, it's not, it's, I, I know it's a pandemic for some people, but it's, it's not a pandemic for us. It's a pandemic. It's a, it's a pandemic. Like I'm making money off this pandemic, and and I, I I see it. I see people that that have paid off all their student loans. I see people that have paid off the mortgage on their house, and I'm like, I bet. Like if it's a pandemic, I'm I want to get part of this too. I know, like you know, the Bible tells us that the love of of money is an evil thing, right? It tells us the love of money is an evil thing, but there is good use. The Bible shows that there is good use for some for money. It, it, it allows us to be gener generous, right? It allows us to be generous. We can be generous with, with, with the, the gifts that God has given us. It also allows us to, to give inheritance to our children, right? It, it allows us to give back to the kingdom, and, 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 and the Bible also tells us that we, we shouldn't be a slave to debt. So it allows us to pay off this debt, right? So I, I want to get in. You know, I, I want to learn. I want to learn for myself. I want to, you know, I want to make sure that I'm given to the kingdom, you know, because we need this new building. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I'm tired of this. We need this new building. And, and, and I want to give an inheritance to my son, you know, NJ needs this college fund to the max. He needs it. So I, I, I wanted to really get to know about the stock market. And so I reached out to one of my, my friends who I, who I trust, who's been watching the stock market for years and years and years. And I just, I, you know, I trust this guy. I trust him because, you know, he, he's, he's, he's seen everything. He's seen uh, the market through the recessions, he's seen the markets at the highest of his high. I just trust this guy and I ask him, I'm like, hey, they telling me it's a pandemic. I'm trying to get this bread. What's going on? I'm trying to pay off my bills. I'm trying to give to the kingdom. How, how do I do this? How does this work? And, and I start talking about popular stocks like GameStop. Y'all heard about GameStop. GameStop is booming, I heard. That's what I heard. And I talk about like cryptocurrency, bitcoins, dogecoins, all these things. And he's like, yo, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yo, Timmy, yo, <laughs> there, there's a wise ways to invest and there's a foolish way to invest. He told me if, if, if you want to invest in a foolish way, you, you're, you're, you invest in greed. You invest out of the hot trends. You invest... Out of, out of, you know, trying to get money grabs because the market is volatile. 
and you can move, lose money very, very quickly. That's the, that's the foolish way to invest. You don't invest like that. But there's a wise way to invest. The wise way to invest is, is that you, you research a company for over 100 hours, is that you, you know the CEO of that specific company, is that you, you know the business plan and the market of that company. And, 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 and I, get, I get a little confused myself because like, Again, they're telling me it's a pandemic out here. They're telling me everybody's making bags, making millions. I'm, I'm seeing on social media, people are posting that they're making, you know, thousands off the stock market. Like, this doesn't make sense to me. But I trust him. I trust this guy because, again, he's been in the stock market for a while. He knows what he's doing. He knows, like... I've just seen the fruit of his wisdom and his experience. This guy has no debt. This guy doesn't pay for, pays all his cars up front. This guy, you know, is financially stable, financially sound. I just can trust him. And I, I know that following his lead would lead me down through a wise path. And, and as we read Galatians, we have a similar person in Paul. We have somebody that we can trust and we can see through his experience that this is somebody that, that his word is his bond. Is not, he's, he's experienced the worst of the worst and he's experienced the highest of the high in his Christian walk. It's somebody who, who wrote 75% of the New Testament and somebody who, who is apostle of Jesus Christ that got taught by Jesus Christ himself. It's somebody who is a servant of Christ when before he was a persecutor of Jesus Christ. You know, this is somebody that we can trust, somebody who devoted their entire life to Jesus. But when we talk about investments, Paul is investing in souls. He's investing in the spiritual walk of believers throughout generations. So let's, let's actually start with verse one, verse one says, do not be deceived, God is not mocked. We gotta stop right there. We, we, we have to stop right there because I, you, know, you can call me immature or maybe it's my, my lack of formality, but every time I read this, I laugh. I, I just laugh because like you may see, you may see, do not be deceived, God is not mocked. But in my head, I'm seeing, don't get it twisted. My God is not for play play. Don't get it twisted. God is no one's fool. Don't get it twisted. My God is not going to get played out. That's what I see. Every time I read it, that's what I see. And, 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 and Paul is indirectly talking about our relationship with him. And I don't think we understand how, how serious God takes our relationship with him. You know, God is all knowing and he's all seeing and, and he's all powerful. And, and, and sometimes we posture ourselves, we posture ourselves that, you know, that like we want to be all about Jesus. We want to walk the way that he wants us to walk. We, we sing songs like, I surrender, I surrender. I want to know him more, but our lives our lives don't 
look like we want to know him more. There's, there's no, there's no pursuit. There's no fruit that, that we actually are trying to get to know, Lord. And, and this is what, what, what the Lord is talking about. God is not going to be fooled. He's not going to be mocked. He's not for play play. He, he wants a relationship with us. And he's not going to take a disgenuine relationship. He accepts everybody, but he's going to call it out. You can lie to yourself and say that you're all about the Lord, but he's he's about the fruit. He's about what what comes out of the relationship. And he he just knows, our, our Lord knows we cannot fool the Lord when it comes to our relationship with him. He just knows. He knows. I know he knows because we know. We know what what being in a fake relationship looks like. We know exactly what it looks like. Ladies, can you imagine if you you got the most beautiful ring that you've ever had, right? This guy wants to propose to you. He gives you this, gets on one knee, gives you the most beautiful ring that you've ever had, but but, but then he he cheats on you. But, But then he he doesn't, he doesn't give you any attention or affection or, or he lacks in communication. Would, would you guys end up marrying that person? I wouldn't. I know I wouldn't. I might keep the ring, though. I'm not going to front. <laughs> I might keep the ring, though. <laughs> and and, 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 and uh, fellas, I, I, I actually, I, I think we've, we may have all experienced this. Have, have you ever been, been texting with a woman um, a young woman, a single young woman, uh, while you're single, hopefully, and uh, ask, you know, she seems into you when you first met her, and you're asking her all about everything. You're saying, what are you doing? How do you feel it? What's your favorite color? What was when you bored? What's your birthday? You're asking her everything, and, and, and talking to that person is like pulling teeth. And, and, you, you try to schedule, you know, dates with her and she's canceling on you. And when you, you, you send a text, you get a one word text back like, okay, no, yes. What, what does that mean? We, we know it's a dub. We know that she doesn't like you. We, she, she, she's just not that into you. She's just not that into you. And, you know, I think... It, 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 it's, 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 we know because it's foolish to be with somebody, to be in, in a relationship with somebody that's wishy-washy. It's really hard to be in, somebody, uh, in a relationship where you're giving all for that, to that person and, and, and you're not receiving anything back. And that, that's really what the Lord is, is saying. He's not nobody's fool. He knows when, when there is a genuine effort towards the pursuit for him, and he knows when there is a lukewarm lip service. One of, one of the big reasons that we have this disconnect um, with, with our relationship with the Lord is, is that we, we consistently choose things over God. And it's, and it's primarily because our, our lack of holiness 
and, and our, 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 our lack of faithfulness. Ever since Adam and Eve bit the apple, we just naturally been inherited. We, we've gotten this inheritance of, of a deep desire to self-serve, this deep desire to, to do whatever feels right to us. We want to be our own ruler. We want to be our own authority. We even want to be our own God. We, we, we want to do what we want to do. That's our desire. I had this good friend that asked me this profound question. I thought it was just so profound. He asked me, what do you do when you love God, when you appreciate the life that he's giving you, but you, but you just can't stop sinning? What do you do when you love God, but you're just so, so, sinning is just so habitual to you. There's just your nature. And I, <laughs> I thought it was so profound because like, you know, you know, when you, when you go beyond the judgment of, of, you know, somebody talking about, you know, wanting to, to, to just to sin, when we go beyond that judgment, we think it, it, it's the same it's the same exact war that, that Paul talks about in Romans 7. It's the same exact war that Paul talks about. He talks about warring against the flesh, having a desire to want to honor God, but your flesh wants you to do the opposite. God, I, I told my friend that that we all have wants, we all have needs, we all have desires, that we all pretty much want the same thing. We want provision, we want love, we want to be feel good. We, We want the same thing, but when we choose sin over God, it's telling, it's telling God that we just don't trust you to give, to give us what we want, when we want it in a specific way, <laughs> and we, we be specific. We be specific with our wants. We want a man that's six, you know, I'm, I know my ladies, my ladies are very specific with what they want. They want a man that's six four, they want him chiseled with the abs, everything, like they want it specific. But do we have faith? Do we have faith that God is going to give us what we want and what we desire? And what we need. When it comes to something like adultery, ultimately, somebody who commits adultery, they want the same thing as, as somebody that's in a healthy marriage. They want, they want to, you know, they want to feel. They they, they want to feel the intimacy. They want to feel loved. They want to feel taken care of. But instead of moving forward to, to do things in a healthy way, they choose to step out and be controlled by their flesh and do things on their own accord. They, cho- they chose their way over God's way. You can choose to do things the right way. We can choose to do things the holy way, or we can choose to do things our own way. There's a lot of us that 
that just don't trust that God wants the best for us. There's a lot of people that just don't trust that God wants us to live an abundant life, life in abundance, that God will not withhold anything good from us. But I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, our God is a good God, and he wants what's best for you. It's kind of like that meme where there's a child that's fighting with the Lord with a teddy bear, and there's a bigger teddy bear behind him. God knows what you want. God knows what you need. And God will provide what you need at the right time if we just trust him exactly what you need. Let's, let's, let's get back into the, the verse. Let's go, let's go back into verse 7, the, the latter half. For whatever one sows, that he will also reap. For the one who sows in his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. And, you know, I, I, I love God because God is such a, he's such an interesting God. He's such a funny God. He, he, he allows, sometimes he, he mirrors what's happening in the physical to, to happen in the spiritual. What's happening is, is a cause and effect. What's happening is you investing in, in one thing, making a wise decision in one area, and you'll receive something good. And, and you making a, a, a poor decision or a foolish decision, and you reap in foolishness. There's this this ordained spiritual law of, of sowing and reaping. And, and we know, we know because of Galatians 5, when we look at it, what, what, what sowing in the flesh means and, and what sowing in the spirit means, we'll, we'll go over real quick. In Galatians 5, 19 to 21, we, it, it tells us what sowing in the spirit, or so sowing in the flesh produces. It says that now the work of the flesh are evident sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgy, and things like this, and things like these. <laughs> I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we know what sowing in the flesh looks like. We know what those things involve. We know what those things produce. So let, let's, let's look what, just as a contrast, let's look what sowing in, in, in the spirit looks like. Galatians 5, verse 22 to 23. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such thing, there is no law. I think that we've been trained to, to, to think that our life is defined by these big moments, like these, these big decisions. Our, our lives are defined by um, 
just like the moments when you get your first job or where you get the, your degree. But I, I really believe that, that our life is really based off these moment-to-moment -moment decisions, these day-to-day -day decisions, these second-to-second -second decisions. And, 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 and with these decisions, we could either do two things. We could either, we could either sow in the, in the flesh or we can sow in the spirit. When, when, we, when we sow into the flesh, we sow into things that are just harmful with our relationship with the Lord. We just sow into to these things that, that just pull us away from God. And when we sow in, into the spirit, it's something that pulls us into our relationship with the Lord. It's something that, that develops our relationship with the Lord. It's something that gives us endurance for our relationship with the Lord. It shows us that we trust them. It's like building blocks of faith. When we continue, when we have these moments where we make decisions, where we sow into the, the spirit, we, it's like building blocks of faith. And verse nine says, and let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season, you will reap if you do not give up. That is so important. In due season, you will reap if you do not give up. If you do not give up. I mentioned this, uh, that, that it's, it's, this is like, it, it, it seems like an encouragement, but it's, it, it's, it's also this urgent call to action. It's, it's this call to, to protect our relationship with the Lord. It's, call, it's this call to, to not grow weary of doing good things. It's not growing weary of making a wise decision. We have these the two options, the foolish decision and these wise decisions. And, we, and I, that's the one thing that I want you guys to leave with. Each and every moment, you have the opportunity to make a foolish decision or a wise decision. You have an opportunity to sow in, in the spirit or sow into the flesh. And we have to protect ourselves from being able to continuously sowing in the spirit. He says, do not grow weary of sowing in the spirit. Do not grow weary. Do not give up. Like I mentioned, there, there's this mirror sometimes between the spiritual and the physical. And, and right now, I, I am physically tired and I am spiritually tired. I am a father of a four-month-old, so I do not get any sleep. I do not get any sleep. But so what I was doing is I was researching ways to, like, how, how do I not be tired? What, what are some things that, that I can do to not be tired? The first thing was sleep. <laughs> that, was, that was the obvious thing that they told me to do, but I, I clearly can't get that. But there were some other basic things that they, they, they told me to do, which I, I just thought that God is, is such an a, a awesome God. It, it matched both in the physical and in the spiritual. There's four things, four lessons, and there's something practical that I, I believe that God can just, you know, help us with while we are trying not to grow weary of doing good. So the first thing is you become tired when you're overweight. You become tired when you're overweight. 
obviously when you're in the physical, you're tired, you know, you, the more weight you have, the more energy you're exerting and you become more tired. In the same way, if you have a weight, if you have a burden that you are dealing with, it is really, 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 really tiresome. If you have a burden that you are trying to deal with, it is really difficult to make wise decisions. It says it in Galatians 6, 2, the same chapter. In verse 2, if you go to verse 2, it says, carry one another's burden in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. It is Christ's law to help each other, fulfill, to carry each other's burden. So if you're being weighed down, please reach out. Get some help from your brothers and sisters in Christ. This is what we're supposed to be here for, the body of Christ. Again, we want to protect our ability to continue to sow in the spirit we need to be able to share each other's burdens. We just need to. We need to. The second thing is diet. What goes into your body. What goes into your body. Obviously, when, when you're eating junk, when you're putting junk into your body, you become more tired. It doesn't give you the nutrients you need to, to move on. But in the spiritual, in the spiritual, whatever goes into your body affects <laughs> your output. It affects your output. I'm going to talk to those, to those IG warriors, those social media warriors. I'm going to tell you, I'm telling you, those who are looking at lusty photos, if you looking, nine out of ten times, if you're looking at lusty photos throughout the day, you're going to be lusty. Nine out of ten times, when you are are looking at luxurious vacations and, and looking at houses, modern houses that we got no money for. We, we, ain't, we didn't get the money from the pandemic yet. Once it hit, we might be able to afford it. But yet, we're looking at these things over and over. Nine out of ten times, we might get covetous. We might get envious. If you spend all day on the shade room, nine out of ten times, you might be shady. You know what I mean? And, and please, if, if you see Pastor Timmy liking a picture from the shave, shave room, just, just mind your business, please. Just mind your business. Uh, you know, the, the Bible says we are in the culture, but not of the culture. You feel me? You know what I mean? Like, but nine out of ten times you're going to be shady, but if you are putting negative things in your body, your output is going to be negative. It's the law that God has ordained. If you're sowing into negative things, you're going to reap negative things. The next thing is the lack of endurance, exercise. <laughs> that is easy. If you have not ran a mile in two years and you try to run a mile, you are not going to make it. <laughs> you are going to be breathing heavy. You are going to be, you know, praise God for the running team. And hopefully they, they help you, you know, <laughs> ease your way into it. And, you know, if you are, you know, curious about joining that running team, the Epiphany Runners, like do it. But just know that you need to build up endurance. You start with one thing, and then you, you, you get a little bit, you go a little bit more. You, maybe you, you, you have four blocks um, nonstop running. Then you go eight blocks nonstop running. <laughs> in, in the same way, in our spiritual life, 
A lot of people just think that they pray once they're going to be a prophet. They're going to be the, the, the most spiritually um, inept person in the world. But that's sometimes it's, it, 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 it takes some time. You sow into the flesh. What you sow is what you reap. Similar to the parable of the, uh, of, of, of the, um, of the, of the talents. If you reap two, if you sow two, you might reap four. The more that you sow, the more that you will reap. So in our spiritual life, we have to build up our endurance. We have to consistently pray. We have to consistently read our word. We have to consistently be in worship. We have to consistently be accountable to one another. That's the one thing that people, that's like the cheat code. When, in the, in the, in, 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 when we talk about our physical bodies and our physical exercise, when we talk about exercise, we will pay money for a trainer. We will pay money to get trained in, in, you know, with our bodies. But when it comes to the word of God, we do not want that accountability. So for us to, to, to continue to help us sowing into the, the spirit, we need, we need that, um, that endurance. And then lastly, one thing that affects the way that that we're tired is, is blood conditions. There's blood conditions like anemia that, that just take the energy out of us. There's blood conditions that, that just make the zap, zap us and just make us tired. But in the spiritual, we praise God that we don't have any blood condition. We praise God that, that the blood that we have is the blood on the cross of Calvary. And that is the blood that gives us salvation. That is the blood that keeps us going. It says that, that it is the love of God that leads to our repentance. When we think about Jesus on the cross, when we think about how our Savior came down to a human body to, to, to save our ratchet selves, our wretched selves, we think about just how good God has been to us. We don't want to do somebody that has done us good, or we don't want to do somebody wrong that has done us good. When we think about the cross of Calvary, and that's why I love Resurrection Sunday, it, it re, re just energized my, my faith walk. Thinking about Jesus on the cross. Somebody told me, always think about what makes you sensitive to the Lord. And what makes me sensitive to the Lord is just thinking about a bloody cross. Think about somebody who died for you and your sins, for you to have relationship with the Lord. That is what we are here for. We just thank God. We thank God. And, and I just want to wrap up by saying, you know, um, I'm, I'm a manager at a, at, at a hospital. And one of my... One of my, my mentors say, like, there's nothing worse than a bad manager. I don't know if you guys have had a, a, a bad manager, um, but uh, it just sucks. Like, you don't even want to be at work. You, you taking longer breaks than you're supposed to. You just don't want to deal with somebody that, that's hard to deal with. I know people in the chat probably going crazy, but, like, just, just like, it's everybody's experienced a bad manager. So he told me, my mentor told me, like, do the best you can to be an, a good manager, somebody that is accommodating, somebody that cares for you know, your soul, somebody that cares for you in work and out, outside of work, that, that cares about your, your, your personal development. 
somebody that truly cares about not just the work, but the soul of the individual. And he says that that, that person that you, you are sowing into is going to work hard for you. They're not going to just be at work just to do the work. It's going to build a community that, that, that is working because they want to be there. And, and again, our God is not for play play. Our God is not a fool. Our God knows when, when we're, we're being, going to work just to work or going to work because we want to be there. Going to work because we're being taken care of and developed and have provision and protection. God knows this. He's not going to be mocked. So I say that all to let's, let's, let's just grow. Let's, let's, let's not grow worry of doing good, but let's, let's sow into the spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.